0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast
1: Network.
2: Hello, good evening, good day, wherever you are around the world. Welcome to the Spurs show. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, what a shit week it's been. Uh, but hopefully my three esteemed guests will maybe a bit of optimism. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, and tonight it's a kind of music special, a music RT special. Uh, lovely, making his debut tonight, the record producer, label owner of Bella Union and ex Cocteau Twin, Simon Raymond is here. How are you, Simon? I'm good, mate. I'm good.
3: Simon's, is it Simon's debut? I didn't, I thought he'd be an old hello Simon.
1: Me, Hello, mate. How are
3: you? Me and Simon, me and Simon are mates anyway. Poor
1: old Simon, but yeah, yeah we're mates. I know. Yeah, yeah. The, the bass player, the bass player fraternity.
2: Exactly. Well, for those of you at home, we thought, who is that voice uh, coming out? Because I hadn't introduced him yet. A man who is in a venue near you, probably at the moment. <laughs> He's currently on tour, returning to the show. Jar Wobble. How are you, Jar? I'm.
3: I'm. I'm.
1: I'm, I'm very angry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're all very angry. And uh, a man who hasn't been on the show for a long time the last time he did a Spurs show I reckon it was 10 years ago at the 100 Club where he performed uh, I think I can't I can't remember who I can't remember who the Spurs guest was, but this man was here with Chas Hodges, Steve Perryman. It was Steve Perryman. So it was our first live show. Yeah, that's right. And uh, musician also on 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 tour very soon. We're asking about about that as well. Span our ballet, Steve Norman. How are you, Steve? Hey, I'm good, thanks, mate. And I see you're doing a radio show at the moment. I saw. Is that in Brighton where you are? Yeah, no, it's in Berlin. I'm in Berlin at the moment. Oh, lovely. So we, right. we go
0: from sort of Brighton to Berlin all the oh, time. Well. I mean, you know, you guys must know the difficulties of Brexit, let alone COVID, you know, for working performers and musicians. You know, it's, it's just, it's all gone tits, can I say. So, you know, but so you're working through all that, but it's still my other home, really, you know. I, I never knew Berlin. that. And I yes, so I've that. got this sort of... Um, Radio show, you know, just spreading the love, really, about music and 80s, of course. Can't get away from the '80s. Was was know. the move there? Was there a bit of a kind of Bowie Iggy Pop pilgrimage? It, well, it's weird. It wasn't because of that, but I always got attracted to it because of that. Of course, yeah. you know. I mean, I look at places now, and I'm there, and I'm going, "Oh my god!" You know, this is where maybe the to get the got- train.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: We <laughs> looking out the studio from um, 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 in in what's it called the studio? Oh, my Panzer. Pot- Thank you, yeah. And Hansa, looking out there and
2: seeing... uh, No, it was Bowie, wasn't it? He he looked out and saw... Bowie snogging the sound. It was um uh Wisconsin. Wisconsin and uh by the wall, right. you know, and I've sort of figure these things. You suddenly walk around wow. jogging or something,
0: you suddenly go, Oh my god, the wall is here, because <laughs> you see it on the ground, yeah. but they have a little thing that goes along and there's a block of flats just cutting through it. And that and then you they're putting up the old photos now, so you can see how it was at that point, and it's really informative. i am mean, I love history and certainly. That, those connections were Bowie and, well, my my better half is from here. So.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, That's lovely. I'm very you <laughs> Well, unfortunately tonight, we've got to uh, talk about Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Which, uh, it, it's going to be difficult because it's been probably one of the worst weeks I can think about. And I know so many Spurs fans are so down at the moment because it wasn't, I suppose, we'll start with you, Joe. It wasn't just the... Uh, The defeats. It was the manner of the defeats. Let's start, we'll have to start with the Southampton game because it then got worse. The Southampton game was a weird one. Firstly, I think it has to be said, Southampton were really good. I I think it's only fair, I did not think Wolves were particularly good, but Southampton were really good. But even still, to kind of, I can't remember a game until the next one where we made so many individual errors, Jar. We, we, I mean, you're on tour at the moment. Did you manage to, to get to that one, or were you, you were working?
3: No, I'm touring. So yeah. I, I, I'm going to the next, the Everton and the Newcastle games, and, and, I, and I think one of the away games as well. But those two, luckily, I skipped. Wolves, I nearly got up early to go down to, didn't. Very Hatfield. I had a funny feeling about both games, especially the Southampton game. I knew they'd come out. You know what you're going to get with Southampton. You would have thought Conti Ball was set up to play against teams like Southampton. <laughs> you know, and because they got they leave so much space in behind. But I think the manner of it, it's so weak. The most painful memories of Tottenham are not kind of cut finals we've lost by the odd goal. That they're, they're, they're humiliations against Derby at home when we were three, one up in 1973 against the Arsenal when we dominated them and Rowcastle scores a last minute goal, you know, um, against United when we're three 0 up, I make the mistake of sending texts to one or two yeah. people. Yeah. We'll, you know, yeah. and then as soon as you send it, you think we've got 45 minutes to go. So <laughs> it's, it's just a sheer, you know, and even, even Conti looks, I think uh, there's a few people saying he looks a bit down, It looks like, you know, we've brought him down to our level. And I have to say, I mean, I want someone to blame. We always do in these situations. And although Enik weren't there in 1973, and we've had a few poor owners in our time, let's face it, you know, um, I, I, I can't help but think, you know, the fish heads from the rock, the fish rots from the head down. This all starts from the top, really, for me. You know, um, that's where it starts. Um, I just think you've got an owner in Joe Lewis, who's the de facto, he's the real owner, who has zero affection for that. Uh, well,
2: no interest, absolutely no interest. No whatsoever. interest. It's
3: just, it's really horrible, you know. So when people bandy words like, um, you know, and you've got somebody who's not bothered with it. Let's kind of levy me get onto it, obviously, answers to and everything. But, you know, it's just when people use words like parasites and, and, or cancer, which are very strong words to use, they are analogies, I think, in terms of, you know, we all invest in football clubs as fans. We love them, you know, with all our heart from when we're very young and that becomes our club. And these people pray and suck on the goodwill of, uh, you know, in that sense uh, of of the fans. So I'm I'm really not happy at all at the moment, Mm. you know. I I felt the last time I was on the show, last couple of times I've said how I thought it was going to start to tighten up. We'd start to get clean sheets and Conti would get the team organised and everything, you know. And um, that's kind of not really, you know, that happened for a while. But Mm. of course, Tottenham, we revert back to type. And we're now... You know, the the, the the joke club, we're now the laughing stock club again.
2: Simon, this Simon, this is the weird thing that the things were tightened up. We had Sanchez looking good with Dyer. We had Davis a revelation. Uh and then since Eric Dyer's been out, I think he's missed the last seven out of eight games. Um he's like this sort of oh my god, we miss Eric Dyer, oh my gosh, we miss 21-year-old Oliver Skip. Um and it's just—I mean, the, the the defending and the individual errors. Uh, I mean, this is—I mean, we've—I mean, got to Wolves yet? The Southampton game was ex- was quite extraordinary, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was. It was great. You can't blame I mean,
2: Conte for that, can you?
1: No, you can't. You can't. Uh, I think because the Leicester game, you know, we finished on such a high after that game with the two Burgund goals in 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 the final the final seconds of the game. Going home feeling that elation, and then, and then of course the Brighton game was was well, it was was relatively easy in the end. And I thought, okay, this is this is wonderful. You're starting to see Sanchez. <laughs> I mean, you know, for a couple of years, all Spurs fans that I know are saying he's probably one of the worst players, worst defenders we've had at the club, you know, in decades. That's saying
2: something because we've had some stinkers, you know. And then
1: over the last month, the player looks like he's actually starting to get it short passings improving winning the ball but then you all kind of you all know that a ricky is only a few minutes away with him and in the southampton game and you know you'll get onto it in a minute as you said that in the wolves game he was just just abysmal um i think losing skip i mean yeah it, you mentioned Dyer and skip i mean a couple of years ago who'd have thought you'd been bemoaning the loss of of Eric Dyer, but he has been solid this season. Him and Romero look like a, a good pair together. And it's, it's been grim since then. I do think Oliver Skip is a big miss. I think Harry Winks is, he's a championship player to me. He's not, I agree. He's not, he's not a premier player. He, he's got all the movements, like he shields, he shields the, looks like he can shield the ball and do that half turn thing that like players like Xavi or whatever can do but he's just a million miles away, he gets caught in possession so many times. I can't think of any midfielder in the Premiership who loses the ball and gets the ball nicked off him as much as Harry Winks does. And I want to love him. Do you know what I mean? We all want to love our Spurs players, but he's he's been poor, man. He's been poor for the last few weeks. And whether that's because Skip's not there or what, he's taking Hoiberg out of the team, don't quite understand that either. Not that he's been brilliant this year either, but... Yeah, it's been grim.
2: Steve, grim. I mean the the, the the kind of weird thing was when there was when the transfer window shut, Spurs fans were like, Oh, brilliant. Undon Bella, you know, bad seed, he's gone, celso has gone, Gil not getting the team, Deli Ali Shame, but we'd get money. And we kind of all thought all that kind of what we assumed were the sort of bad eggs in the dressing room was gone. What we've suddenly realized is we've still got so many average players there. I think we looked at them because you know a lot of them were expensive players. But you kind of realise how stale that squad has been for so long. Sanchez has been there for ages. wink has been there for ages. Davis has been there for ages. Players that you know were culpable for, for, for a lot of the, 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 the mistakes of the last couple of games. And there's this frustration. You go, even now? I mean, the new kid, Benton Kerr, came on, played against Wolves. He looked good, uh, certainly. Uh, Kuliseski... Uh, hasn't played that much, had a good chance against Wolves. But I think it's that frustration when you go, how rotten has this club come since that Champions League season? I mean, again, today on, on social media, um I presume it's like 10 years today, the win at the San Siro, uh, AC Milan with the great Lennon run and Crouch. You sort of go, what has happened with this club with the money in the stadium? We now should be reaping the rewards of all this money going to the club, and it's just it's just been so badly managed again. Wow,
0: well, I mean the, the turnover these days that doesn't help. I'm sure that you know no one gets a chance to sit in. And in his defence, Conte, I know he, he should be up to speed a little bit more now. But you are any manager is coming in there and they're dealing with what they got. You're <clears throat> like giving the guitarist like a Les Paul when he plays a strat, and and you know what I mean. But but I, I think i mean hearing a lot of. Like words like rotten and cancer and I know it's analogies and and whatever, but <clears throat> you know, I just think I'm trying to focus on the great things even by what you what we talked what you've been talking about, like the game with Southampton. I mean at the moment i I don't know if I saw the same game because the defense absolutely atrocious. that's where the that's where the weakness is. There's no one shouting out, so all this you know skip. Dire. why is it two people? Only if they're not in, then it all falls apart. And that's contest fault. You know, but I mean, I saw that game the other night and I thought when it went into attack, into the midfield, Harry Kane should put those balls across. And the, the other side with Southampton, it was really exciting end to end. And I, I think that shouldn't be underestimated at the, the greatness of what Spurs are still achieving. This is not
2: a sinking ship. This mm. is just hit a little bit of an iceberg. It's interesting you said that because Ben Davis came out after the Wolves game and said, it's a blip. Yeah, he's taken all the flak. But, but Jar, the, 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 the frustration of the Southampton game, no matter what the game, nip and tuck, great game of football. Yeah. When we went 2-1 up, the place erupted. Conte yeah. was going nuts. No, we and I was that. like, yes, we, 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 we've got <laughs> it here. 20 minutes to go. We got
3: And we got, it was what one of those boxing matches where the guy everyone likes has finally got on top in the tenth round, and he's, you know, and this is going to be fantastic. And he gets sucker punched incredibly, you know. Yeah, that's right. And I've seen, and and that, and that's something we've seen before. We're talking. You know? <laughs> Do you
0: remember? Oh, it must be at least ten years ago now. But it was, uh, I think it was White Hart Lane, and um, I was actually having dinner up in one of the rooms up there, and it was doing a little speech, and uh, with Cl- uh, Cliff Jones, in fact. And uh, we went 2-0 up, Carabao Cup with Arsenal. Do you remember that one? I'm not sure exactly. Oh, yes. About yeah, 10 yeah. years ago. And then we went back. Oh, the banter in that room was like, oh, that's it. You know, here we go. Here we go. And it's like, leave off. It's not over until it is actually over. What were they doing, the Arsenal fans, 40 minutes to eight later? 2-0. And you, hit uh, it up 2-0. And they, you know, that is good. That is there forever because
3: of that. Yeah, and it's this it's, it's psychologically, Tottenham are just so brittle. It's dirty. it's, it's it, They're very brittle. I have to say, I wondered when we went 2 1 up, and I know the Southampton manager said, oh, well, we knew Tottenham would defend their lead. And, you know, I felt he was, you know, I just thought, well, you know, you're, you're only going to play, you're going to keep on attacking, trying to make himself seem a bit grand. What I did think with Conte at that point for God's sake put the extra guy in midfield yeah yeah because we, what what disturbs me more or as much as the the ball watching and the and the poor defending where you can't hold a line a, a basic line and defend your box properly there wasn't a commanding guy you know we're so easy to play through it was just too easy to play for. Well,
0: it was a comedy of errors that I mean that was inexplicable really. For me. I don't think anyone's been able to explain what what was going on there. Uh, uh, it was like
2: I don't know it was like a circus, wasn't it at one point in like by the goal line Simon Jai has a point in there because that first half against Southampton we could all see they got an extra man in midfield and you just assumed at halftime he'd turn it around and he didn't and he went out with the same team. And it's a bit like you know, Conte has got, uh, rightly so, so much credit in the bank. He can only, only mould the players he's got in front of him. In fairness, apart from the last couple of games, he has improved, Davis Players have improved. But I, I, I think, as you mentioned, Simon, at the top of the show, there, after your four of Leicester game, you thought we'd take that confidence into the Southampton game. And what I've noticed about Tottenham so much, in the last few years, within the first five minutes you know if we're going to win or lose because the way we go out and start again. And that, Simon, is, is got to be addressed.
1: Yeah, there have been a lot of poor first halves this season. There's no doubt about that. Um, but listen, it goes back to having a great player like Eriksen, Modric, Bale, and then when they leave, we do not replace them. Kyle we don't even try to replace we them. We don't replace them. We <laughs> replace them with... With worse versions, and look at look look at Southampton's two goals in the last five minutes. Both came from the right boot of Ward Prowse. Beautiful delivery, chipped it into the box, straight onto the head of head of the player. You know, if we had an Ericsson in our team, maybe we would be doing that instead of getting two one ahead and then trying to hold the lead. We should be going for the throat. In the last ten minutes, not settling for two-one because we can't do it. Do you think Bale's coming back? Uh, no, I, don't I, I don't think so. But
3: I don't think when so. I say something about that set, that second goal, the, the the third goal, the winning goal, I think it was um, it was Evans, was it uh, who headed it in? He didn't yeah. even need to jump. Shade, no. Shade, he Shade, didn't even yeah. need to jump. No, I mean he planted himself. It's, and a, and come on, you yeah. got a free man three centre-halves and, and a guy can head it in, doesn't even jump like, like a training game. Yeah. It's terrible. And, 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 you know, and that poor boy Emerson, who I think gets a lot of stick, he's only 22, but he running around like the chicken with his head cut off at times <laughs> in his, his own box. I mean, I, I mean, we're talking there's so many, you know, there's so much to be said that could be said. We all, as you mentioned, you know, earlier, Mike, you know, over this last few years, you know, from, from being from where we, we we were for five minutes, because Levy lucked out with Pochettino and got us really punching above his weight. And then the recruitment, you know, we don't recruit for two windows and you let Dembele go, you know, when you could still need him for, for key games. The recruitment, as Simon's just touched on. The recruitment generally, long-term, medium-term, we don't replace good players, we downgrade, you know, we take a punt on players like them, Betty, because that's just a punt. That's not good recruitment, you know.
2: Yeah, we we never replaced Rose... uh... Um, and Trippier, uh, and then even now, even with the Orie and all that, we've actually downgraded again. I think with our 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 fullback.
3: Well, Carl Walker Carl Peters was the best fullback on the pitch. Yeah, he played very he well. Was.
2: He did play very well. and We didn't think he was good enough. We didn't rate him enough. We didn't. Well, think he was he'd a get bit lightweight. Level. But you yeah. you bring them on. You bring mm. them on. You know, Winks
3: it, should have been loaned out. Might have been a different story. Instead, you get these boys come through these academies at these at the, at, the, at the top kind of clubs. And if they're not sent out alone at the right time and play men's football at an early enough stage, they don't know what it's all about. Mm.
2: Look, let's go. Let's go to a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the game of the, of the weekend that we just we lost awfully Wolverhampton back in one minute. and we're back for the break uh, don't forget we've got some really exciting shows coming up uh, Spurs Show season Holders next week we're live with David Pleat you can still sign up and come to all our monthly events go to season.spurshow.net delighted to announce on March 29th our guest is Alfie Khan. the legend that is Alfie Con Wow, is with us on March the 29th on May the 11th at the JW3 Community Centre, we're doing another evening with Martin Chivers, Pat Jennings, Al, Alan Mullery and Steve Perlman. Uh, Ticket link on the description to this podcast. And our all more our annual end of season show at the 100 Club, May 26th. We're delighted to have back, it's been six years since we had them, Aussie Dealers and Ricky Veer join us on May the 26th at the 100 Club. Again, tickets in the description below. Come and join us. There's meet and greets. There's standing tickets. Uh, Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a nice review on iTunes. Try and join us at one of those shows. Right, the Wolf Hunter Wonders game. Again, Simon, to sort of 18 minutes gone, the game was over. And Hugo Lloris signed a new contract. Hugo Lloris, kind of, to me, always has one awful game per season where you're there. He's either rooted to the line or or whatever. And and he's had his... his uh, let's hope this is his only awful game of the season. Uh, first goal... Okay, first shot you could argue you couldn't hold it. Second one, an easy hold, flapped at it. Kimenez goal, and then second goal a few minutes later. Terrible pass out to Davis. Davis awful clearance. Back in the box, ricochet hit the post a couple of times in. In game over, and you knew at that stage we were not going to get back into the game. Yeah, you you knew from the start. You knew from the start because the first
1: pass was not was was, went astray. And you always know, don't you, when you're watching Spurs, you just pick it up. As John said earlier, you pick it up. You just get a feeling. Oh, this is not going to be our day. Wolves always play really well against Spurs. I remember when we were when we were at Wembley when we were
2: Christmas game.
1: Yeah. Oh, Jesus! I mean, that was a tough, tough, tough game to watch. I was at that game. Yeah. 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 It was was horrible. Horrible. I was. I was sat behind a load of Wolves fans as well. They were giving it some large, Mm. but it was not pleasant but, but but yeah this this weekend was was tough tough to watch um hugo did not have a great game but then no i don't i mean romero he, he had made a few tough passes in the second half but he is a class player right he's he's probably you know along with harry and sonny he's probably you know he's a champions league champion league player um romero i do love him a lot but yeah, the defence was just abysmal. You can't really pick any player that had a decent game. Uh, I, can't, I think his selection was wrong as well.
2: Benson Coe is anyone I thought came out with any... any. Uh,
1: yeah, he did play well. I no, you're he right, did. he did. But I, I don't, don't think Doherty is... Doherty, again, is... He, I could see why they bought him, maybe, based on how he'd been performing at, at Wolves previous, but he's, he's just not up to it. He doesn't have any confidence in himself. He, I, don't, I can't remember a time where he crossed the ball into the box.
2: We looked scared on the ball. We yeah, get yeah. the ball, with it's a defender. And we've got the ball. They generally look scared and can't wait to get rid of it. There was one bit Sanchez in the second half where they nearly scored. When he got the ball, miscontrolled it, passed it with their players, and it was him and his went in, and um, Luis came out and saved it. And it was like watching kids at Hatney Marshes. They were literally couldn't wait to get rid of the ball. These are professional footballers who should be able to look up and have that confidence and timing about them. It's incredible how all over the place we go so quickly. Well, you pre- you, you put a, you put a press on
3: Tottenham, they crumble, yeah. you know, and they go. And this is what's one of one of the many galling things watching it. You can just see how the game is panning out very early doors, you know. Um, I mean, funny enough, Dyer, who I'd never thought I'd, I'd, I'd ever use the words we miss Dyer because he was that poor at times. He, he would make a mistake every game, but he's actually his distribution. He, he will give the ball away crazily once per game, but generally he, he's probably the best passer out from the back of all of them. He's Solid, yeah. yeah. And he can lead the. That's he it. Can, he he could be the lead guy. This is
0: well. I think in 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 the, the defence you need. I've never understood why the keep, why the captain is like sometimes the keeper, like Lawrence. Why? Because you know, you the keeper shouts normally right he's doing his job as a keeper but then you're losing that voice out there as a captain you get another voice
2: should be 11 captains out there though i think i think you should have professional footballers should all be 11 captains it's
0: all about leadership it's always leadership so in a way you're leading that so there needs a leader in that zone the defense like an eric guy that goes like this and all and also you know not just calls the shots but by by you know by what they're he just stops people. They do not get through. They shall not pass. And that rubs off onto all the youngsters, you see. And I just think you know, that's what what what's been lacking in the certainly last two games with Southampton and Wolves. And you take that forward. You know, you need that middle area person like like Pierre Holberg. You know, he's he's solid. He's like crunching and this works really hard. I I think he's a holding. You know, he's someone that's important there. I don't know who's shouting after the time. But, but he was
2: dreadful against Southampton and, and he had to drop You need him. someone to command that area. I
3: sometimes mm. ask myself, um, you know, with lights of Winks, Holbe, um, Sanchez, um, uh, Doherty, who, who, how, how many of our players would not only forget the top six sides, they're not going to get into West Ham's team, for instance, or Arsenal's, would they get into Burnley? Yeah. What the, you you know, know, I'm not so sure. And another point here, these two games have been awful. Just one quick thing to say, yet again, the Wolves manager talked about how they know Tottenham only play with two in the middle. So that was a weakness he was going to ruthlessly exploit, and they did. The other thing I was going to say, what happened in those two games could have happened against Brighton. If mm-hmm. Mopay had finished better, yeah. th- th- this has been an accident in a way waiting to happen at any point in that good run, you know, because every game I've seen us play with conceded chances.
2: Simon, how how bad must Joe Rodon be looking in training? <laughs> not to, after these games, after the Southampton game, not to be given a chance. I mean, Rodon came in, came in under Mourinho and, and I, I, do you remember he had that really difficult game at home to Liverpool I think we lost three one he made an error and we kind of then he then he played he was like no I'm not dropping I'm not dropping him but he has just disappeared from yeah, squad Rodon. however
1: however poor he is he cannot be as poor mm. as Sanchez mm. Sanchez has had so many games to get a run in the team and yes. he's he's still poor i I do feel a bit for, for for Rodon because I've got a feeling there's a good player in there but I mean it's hard to tell isn't it you Conti's watching him, watching him in training every day. So you, you can't argue with the process. You've got to give the manager credit. He knows he knows a good player. He's obviously looking for a Victor Moses at right back. Uh, and he he hasn't found it yet, but he's trying, uh, you know, God love him, he's he's trying to find the players, but he ain't got the players in the squad to be able to put in the team. I I agree with John. I agree with John. Emerson Royale is a young player and he definitely has something. But he's not he's not showing it at the minute because he's well, a bit...
2: £25 million, 22-year-old from Barcelona. And according to reports in Spain, they couldn't believe that Tottenham came in with that kind of money and and wanted him. The other one Steve mentioned is is Ryan Sessegnon, who got a, a rare start and for, we believe, tactical reasons, was hauled off after about half an hour. Uh, he's a player that obviously came with big fanfare, looked amazing at Fulham. Didn't get running. Got had injury problems. Went off to Hoffenheim on loan. Came back. and Went okay. We're going to see them now. And again, he's another player that looks scared when he has the ball. Where is this kind of fearlessness you get in these young players? What do we coach? Do we coach this out of them? What What is it about Tottenham that makes these great young promising players just turn to shit? They don't real. They've got no one to tell them how great they
0: are. They're just they're seeing their greatness in other ways. You know, it's. Is you've got to realize yourself, it's not what car you drive when you rock up for, for um rehearsals, <laughs> when you rock up for training, you know, it's that you need someone there. I, I thought it was unfair he took the flak, but it wasn't like he was the worst player by No, mind. he wasn't and absolutely not. You, but you could you could tell the way he walked off that
2: It was like he took it as a slight, and it's childish behaviour for me. I mean, I felt sorry he had that long walk around the whole ground and Spurs fans applauded him, Spurs fans gave him a round of applause. To me,
0: they were respectful, but I just
2: felt that he had a
0: little bit of a huff about him. No, man, you're you're there taking it for the team. That's what it is. And I just would have been a bit more like that and jogged round, you know?
2: Just know keep the
0: spirits up. Not feel that they're having a go at you, and then you're going to f- kick the water bottle as soon as you get in the dressing room. And it's that kind of behaviour which is like, let's get over this. Let's all grow up, shall
1: we? Don't you think that we're we're all playing like The, the players are playing like strangers a lot of the time. Yeah. I, f- I feel like the the movement, even though Bensaker is obviously a, obviously a class act in terms of how he keeps the ball, controls the ball, kills it dead has a look. He's definitely a talented player. But even he was looking, you know, the runs that Harry or Sonny were making, they weren't finding each other. All passes were always going behind the player when they should be going in front of the player. Sometimes it just seems like, what are you lot doing during the week? Are you not working on the movement and where to, what spaces to run into? Because it seems like come the weekend, it's like the first time yeah. they've played together. Yeah, Do is- they're
0: still looking for the sort of who, who their partner is? We've got Harry Kane and we've
1: got
0: Son. Yeah. Uh, You know, that's natural. What's Bettencourt going to do
2: with also uh, Kulisevski? You know, I mean, they're they're used to each other, aren't they? Yeah, but I mean, Kulisevski wasn't playing that much for Juventus Either. Jar, the other thing that always frustrates me, and again, I saw it so much against Wolves, especially in Harry Winks, he's never on the half turn. He gets the ball, his back is to the opposition goal. There's a player behind him. He then slowly turns round and he's blocked, he gets tackled. Why don't we receive the ball on the half turn, whereby you get the ball and you're already looking over to know what to do with it? It's just, I find it staggering that. that well, this you know, you, up. you, 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 a half of that is about looking over you, always
3: looking over your shoulder, always not exact. So you know you can go on. You know, you're very aware as you receive the ball that as you move with it, you, you're not moving, you're moving away from the opposition. It helps if you've got people calling. And, and everybody communicating on the pitch continuously. You need that. I mean, the, but what you say is right. The worst example of that was against Man City. Um, you know, in, when when Ender Belly doesn't get picked and he could be the one guy who could have beaten the press in the cup final against City and Winks played and we couldn't get it out of our last third, let alone into the City half. Because it, it, every time they tried to turn, it was nicked off of them. And of course... They're petrified, you know, because the, these teams press so hard, you know, that they're, they're footing on you before you can. So you've got to be really, really good. And I'm afraid that those players are not really, really good. As I've just it's pointed out, most of them wouldn't get into lower parts of the Premier League. You know, I mean, it's incredible. Look at Delhi Ali, who's gone. For me, Delhi Ali started to look like a third or possibly fourth tier player. And I don't say that of any joy or it's just incredible. That's what he did not even look championship level. You know, it's, 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 it, there's something at Tottenham that's completely it, culturally it's rotten. You could see, look what's happened with Mourinho. And now it's beginning to happen with Conte. None of us will be surprised if Conte goes before the end of the season. You know, none of us would be surprised.
2: We're, we're, we're gonna what we're going to do. We're going to, um, we're going to discuss the Manchester city show, uh, and that this that will go out on Friday and I, and because I, I know I want to speak to Simon and Steve also about their their first uh games at Tottenham as well which we're doing the second show so we're going to wind this first show up now uh join us again uh on Friday when uh, amongst other things we're previewing Saturday uh evening's match at Man City uh, so for now Simon Steve and Jar thanks for joining us thank you so much again for joining us around the world until next time Come on, you Spurs. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.